I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Is blood supposed to come out of there? I got this potion here. Do you want it? Healing potion enema. Half a chicken, a sandwich. That pudding still needs to set. We're going to have to see when we get there. I mean, this is just even bigger. Oh, gross. Is this sad? What part of it is immobile? Here's a good berry. Let's move on. And there's no escaping it. Don't answer her. That will end Mari's arc. You know, he survived. For better or for worse. You know what, Jack? I fucking love you, man. I love you too, Doran. And I fucking love you, man. And he points to Red. I love you too, Doran. And I fucking love you, man. And he points to Mari. You know, I just... And I fucking love you, man. And he points <laughs> up at the sky. <laughs> Mari just awkwardly... <laughs> message has been seen. Check mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Doran. I'm leaving you on Red on this one. <laughs> Shame. This is season two, episode 46, A Cry for Help. MVP this week is Hallow from the Discord, who's drawn some amazing fan art, even though they're only on episode seven. They are one of the first to nail the vibe of red, so well done, Hallow. I'm excited to see more. Extra Life 2023 is right around the corner. This year, we're going to be streaming for 24 hours on October 7th to raise money for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. It's our seventh consecutive year participating in this extremely worthwhile charity event, but it's the first year we're doing an earlier stream date, so mark your calendars and get excited. More details coming soon. Or check out the link in the description. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's play some D&D. Woo! Ow! I don't know about you, but I feel like everyone had that thing when you were a teenager where you, where you were much more worried about what other people thought of you and the, like with the things you did and what you wore and all that. And then you get to a stage in your life, you turn 30 and you're like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, whatever, man. And I was listening to a song today and it's a song that 
if my teenage self <laughs> knew I was listening to it and just like straight up unironically enjoying it, they'd be like, whatever, man, I thought you were cool. I thought you'd be way cooler. And I'd be like, shut up, 14-year-old me. You don't know anything. And also, you have a terrible haircut. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. And, uh, wow, get her. I know. <laughs> she did. She had an awful haircut. Um, we're talking about yourself, and, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I like that your premise is what does my teenage self hate me for? But you've turned it around and you're hating on your teenage self. <laughs> you got to get a few blows in before they get theirs back, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's some that's animosity good. there. It's like, she hey, won't know come on. You got to get a, kill, that sucker, I'll kill him before he kills me. <laughs> Psycho doesn't know what he's it's dealing with. Rotten territory is what I'm picking up here. That's <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Incidentally, the song is Lone Star's Amazed. Um, which is that one where it's like it's it's the baby I'm amazed by you like which played endlessly in I think 1998 and it's a country song it was it is like a mainstay of like wedding slow dance songs Uh at my uh, grade seven and eight dance (laughs) yes and who does that song Lone Star. Lone Star. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and at yeah. that time, I hated that song. I thought it was the worst thing on the fucking planet, and it was the uncoolest thing ever. And now, mid-30s me is like, damn, I love some unironic, like, pure, earnest yeah. bullshit like this. It's just... And, like, I saw... I was reading a thing describing the song, and they described it just like... There's, like, the dude in the video's got, like, a black t-shirt tucked into black slacks. It's, like, the uncoolest Great. thing ever. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, man, let's go. Um, but, yeah, what's the... I'm I'm always curious to see, like, what's the thing that you've, like accepted in your later years that like teenage you would have been like how dare you how dare you or was i just like a really judgy team and on myself oh no no i, no, I, I got a <laughs> screaming hot one uh coming in hell yeah my teenage self was a rabid christian jesus freak right, right. That's, um ooh. who was pretty obsessed with christianity and uh, I was, I taught Sunday school. I sang in the choir. I was a counselor. Christianity is cool. <laughs> I was a counselor at a Christian <laughs> summer camp. Um, so I did all of that. And I thought that was always and forever. Jesus being my homeboy, deeply uh-huh. held in my heart. And pretty much immediately after I went away to university, uh, my horizons were significantly broadened <laughs> in a lot of ways. As is the way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned a little bit about Christianity's terrible history <laughs> and yeah. the ways that is not helpful around the world. We really, as that? it turns out, as soon as you kind of leave your hometown of f- 4,000 people, um, new ideas spring to life inside of your brain. And so I was freed from that um yeah but teenage me would really be disappointed in adult me and i'm okay with that she was very very sure of herself for a lot of a lot of Mm. ways and very wrong you're like jesus and i just acquaintances these days like sometimes we pass on the street and you like awkwardly wave and you're like ooh, i broke up with him (laughs) don't lie he's not there (laughs) he's real (laughs) what about you rob uh i mean it's I don't know that there's there's stuff. Teenage me would be bored by a lot of the stuff I find really interesting now. <laughs> mm, Teenage me would not thought. give a shit about all of the like life skill stuff. You know, like cooking is fun and interesting, and you can make tasty stuff. And I like to grow plants now, and I think birds are neat. And all of this stuff is just like, Teenage me gave no shits about, and what you know, 
I, there's there's still a lot of the other anxieties that are very much the same, but there's a lot of that like uh, just like you know simple things that are like oh I can kind of vibe with this now I get the you know I I can get into this doing something with my hands that's also like small and not for anybody else or something and find it. I absolutely feel that. I feel like teenagers are so much more obsessed with like oh the cool famous things I'm gonna do and yeah. And all the very exciting places I'm going to go. And 35-year-old us is like... My back hurts. I, I <laughs> found a cool recipe and I'm going to try it five times until I do a good version. Or it was good, but yeah. I think I can get it better. My sourdough starter. Well, like I think I think these first two things are just like, like things I've learned now. And I, if I could reach back, I'd say to my former self, right? No. It's other the way other around. Not That's what's to be. fucking me up. It's what would your teenage self say about you now? And it's be like, would, you're if, into that? Ugh. Exactly. It's not because that's how I was thinking. And I got answers for that. Yeah. But I'm having a tough time thinking the other way, to be honest. Like, I think past me would be like, oh, cool, man. You got a smoking hot wife. You're, you're doing something <laughs> that you love. Like, you're being creative. You get to play video games. You're fucking cool. I don't know. I, I mean, think- like teenage me would also think like positive things, but also they'd yeah. be like it'd be it's, it's all like superficial stuff. It's all like teenage me being like, why do people like Avril Lavigne? She's not punk. Like, and all that stuff. But superficial. I was never like that. I was I like with music. Even as a teen, I was very like I liked music, but I was never like, oof. Maybe I'd be disappointed that I watch less movies now. Oh. But like that's a pretty minor. Well, okay, thing. actually, here's here's something sort of. Sort of ironic that 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 just came up because I was literally one of my points was like, you know, um, an example would be like back in high school. I remember everybody loved Blink One Eighty Two, and I was like, eh, I was like way more in like heavier punk. And then last week, a friend is like, "Hey, I can't go to the Blink One Eighty Two concert. You want to buy my ticket?" I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> How was so it? Like, maybe maybe my former my you know past self would be like. The fuck are you doing going to a Blink One Eighty Two concert? You're better I than bet if Teenage You was offered tickets to a Blink One Eighty Two concert gratis, they'd take them. You know what's funny? I don't think they would because oh. because shy like there was the shy uh. shyness, right? The non the less confident, and and I've learned since I've grown up, like say yes and jump in with two feet and see what happens, right? Not yeah. not wor- not think so much about what to do so maybe mm-hmm. f- my former self would also say man you you like act way quicker than i do <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> i like a teenager looking at you in the future and be like wow hasty hasty decision <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> way less funny. responsible than i th- i think my teenage self would be I don't know if I'd say disappointed, but like maybe bummed out that I have tattoos. I was glad you said that because I was going to say that. Say that for me? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have been offended if you reminded me. I just forgot. Well, no, and I just didn't want to put you on the spot. But yeah, you're always like... No tattoos, tattoos, no no drugs. Tattoos are just for people that want to show off. Pretty straight edge. (laughs) Pretty straight edge? Yeah. Yeah. But I still still is kind of straight edge. I still rarely drink and I don't do drugs, so... The tattoos were kind of a... You got to give up smoking though, Harley. <laughs> that 10-pack a day dead. habit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even Red has a tattoo, so I don't know. I think I came out ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe old me wouldn't have liked tattoos, but new me's got tattoos and Red's got tattoos. 
And so does Doran. And Doran. Jack. And that's Jack. True. We're, Mari, no. you've t- a tattoo yet? Yeah, where's, where's my where's my fucking ink? There's an in-universe yeah. drag king bar. You're gonna love it. Yeah, oh hell great. yes! Let's, do it. <laughs> Let's go. Woo! The wicket gate is within sight when a boulder comes flying out of the sky, missing the chains above you, and crashes directly into the wall beside. Whoa! Some soldiers topple from it, and one of them is gravely injured on the ground in front of you. Blood coming from his nose and ears. He reaches out a hand towards your party. I'll put him out of his misery. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> Murray, <laughs> Murray steps over and she kneels down beside him. And I, I feel like I don't need to do a medicine check because I'm pretty sure what Bouldered. he has is, is it's, big rock. <laughs> is from... blood supposed to come out of there? <laughs> <laughs> he got smushed. <laughs> oh, gross. Is this sap? Yeah, his broken body is on the ground in front of you. Yeah. Help me. <coughs> she takes the staff of healing and very gently presses it against just the edge of his forehead and casts cure wounds. I was like, is that going to help? Or is that just, is he too gravely injured? I'm just going to waste it. No, it's it. great. Right. You expend one of your precious don't, spell slots. Yeah, but I don't have, I don't, I don't have to. I don't have anything else to give do. Him a potion. Give him a potion instead. Give him a potion instead. Do you have a potion? Yeah, we got potions. We got posh. We got posh. Okay. Well, <laughs> Might as well. Um, Okay then, so back it all up. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, she red. No, don't, don't, don't t- put him out of his misery. I and cut she, that. No. I'm not gonna say that. You're gonna say it. <laughs> no. No. Um, help that guy, Mari. Please, I know you don't want to, but help him, Mari. Stop walking away, Mari. Come back and be nice. Peace oh, out, guys. Bye. <laughs> Perfect. I'll walk out. <laughs> I got, I got this potion here. Do you want it? <laughs> yeah, I was. Good, or, yeah. No, save that potion. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Doesn't want to use my one of precious. He's not worth it. We look at the You're body. You're just a nameless go. NPC. She oh just, man! Fine, that I'm going to use shillelagh and crush the rest of his skull. <laughs> Good. No, Molly, don't be such a bad guy. Who would even joke about a thing Here's like a that? Here's a good berry. Let's move so, on. So yeah, so Mari, as she's she's going over, she she grabs the bag of holding because she's seen Red throw stuff into ah, it. What do you know? Ah. Yeah. And she's rooting around inside of it and she's just like throws just a flying by. There's half a chicken, a sandwich, like a live chicken. That pudding still needs to set. It's, still. <laughs> it's all sailing by. Like um, and uh, she grabs, she finds a, a healing potion in tucked in there somewhere. It says like written in crayon, healing potion. So for red only, it, it's scrawled yes. on the side. Red's potion. <laughs> yeah. Red's favorite healing potion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fell for it. That's all those poison berries that I used to together. <laughs> Fermenting in there. Trap. She's like, I, I knew I saw you throw something in here. And she goes over and... Uh, Help me. <coughs> gently pours, I guess, it down his... Oh, like, I guess onto it. Betwixt his lips? Yes. Which sounds it's very... so sensual. Yeah. his nose? What were you going to wow. say? <laughs> Straight his Why eyes? are you doing it so slowly? I'm not going to choke him out. Injects yeah. it straight into the veins. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to straight up waterboard this guy with potions. Mari now. walks up yes. and gives him a healing potion enema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. 
<laughs> this is so insert. Cool. I don't like that. Why are you dipping your finger in it and rubbing it on his lips? What are you doing? Just pour it. <laughs> Yikes. I use the healing potion on him. He perks up. He stops crying blood. His bones knit back together. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And he crawls away. <laughs> he crawls away. I, no, now you're. This, hey, that him. healed you. Now you're just showing off. Now you're just faking it. <laughs> what, is this a soccer game? It's like when someone gets hurt in soccer, <laughs> he's like, oh, dang. I feel like for each one Get of these up. things, it's been like, you know, the people that are not involved standing off to the back, to the sidelines, yeah. like watching you go down. Just talking. Like, wow, she did really good with Ooh, that. Look potion. at Maori do this. All right. Hope that come guy's on, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Right. No. I'll take my bag back now. Thank you. Yeah, here you go. The south side of town is a little quieter. It seems like the majority of the stone giant efforts are focused elsewhere right now. You make your way to the wicket gate, a pedestrian entryway beside a larger set of doors which are currently barred. Soldiers on the wall take aim at a distant target with their longbows and let loose a volley, then motion you to go on through. Quickly now, let's go. All right, this is our moment. Quietly, let's try to stay below the long grass. Outside of Slatefell's secure walls, a sense of exposure seeps in. Your dark vision extends only some 60 feet, beyond which you can hear the crashing sounds of boulders and the rumble of giant footsteps. You'll have to be careful to avoid running headlong into a threat. How do you proceed? Jack, can we cast Lehman's tiny hut and then, like, lift it and carry it as if it were a barrel? I've done that before. Whoa. I, I wish we could, but it's sadly stationary. Damn it. Could you cast it on a cart and then roll with it? That's a question for the GM, really. Can I? Could we cast it on the ground, but then use move earth to move the oh. earth that the Liaman's tiny hut is on? Because you yeah. can move earth. See, the, 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 the part that trips us up, I think, is a 10-foot radius immobile dome of force. I think that mm. word does a lot immobile. of heavy lifting there. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. Wait a minute. Hold it's on. Not like Hold stationary. on. Does that mean if you cast Lehman's tiny hut as the Earth rotates, it moves in the night? Yeah, you, Wait, you stay yeah. Like we as sleep the on Earth a cliff travels edge. through space. Does yeah. it stay immobile high? relative to what? Yeah, physics nerds. Like we camp, we camp on a cliff, and it like pushes us off the edge of the cliff as the Earth. Oh slowly no! Moves. It says you're in the small print, immobile to the sun. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh man! Shit! Literally, <sighs> we're gonna be in the middle of. You guys space, are out in the inky blackness part of, of it space. Is immobile. Fucking magic I never works right. Anyway. We'll never know. How do we want to do this? Let's just make our way out of here. Mm. I say we just go and be on our lookout just and risk it and stay quiet yeah. because it sounds yep. to me like we're running away from the battle and they're not they're coming busy. towards us. And unless we're seen. I guess there's two ways of seeing this. Is it more important to sneak away from where the stone giants are now so that none of them see us and go, wait a minute, and turn around? Or is it more important to sneak in once we get there? So maybe the way, other way to look at it is this. We're using our dark vision, for those of us who have it. Stone giants' dark vision, even if it's twice as good as ours, is still within the hundreds of feet. We've got some space to maneuver. Right. We're all running in the dark. I know which direction we're going in. I know what the map tells me we need to go. I think I can get us there by dawn if we just sort of follow that lead. Uh-huh. So give a wide berth is what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I think... Yeah, that's smart. 
keep your your ears and nose peeled for stuff getting close to us that's just outside our vision. But otherwise, you know, Mari and I got a pretty good description of where we need to go, and we need to sort of trust that and follow it till we can see Don. Right. And actually, and Red will drop down to the ground, spend the minute, and make sure there's like, yeah, okay, Jack. There's lots of giants everywhere, but if we head that direction before heading the direction you need to, yeah. there's no giants moving. Perfect. You take point, and I'll I'll keep check on you when I think we need to get turned in the right direction. And I'll follow up the rear, and I'm going to keep an ear close to the ground as well. And there was something else I was going to say. You love us? Well, of course. Was it about <laughs> Levon? No. I hope I he's okay. Levon. No, it was less important. I, I only said I was going to say it because I forgot what I was going to say. It'll come back to me. Okay. And Red skulks off into the darkness, taking point. Mm-hmm. Like Robin Hood. <gasps> My favorite. The sounds of battle diminish as the gray light of dawn gradually begins to silhouette the valley. And you travel east, traversing the foothills of the gray peaks and crossing shallow rivers, following the directions from the soldier in the bakery. How do we want to approach this? We know we need to go in, and we know we need to take them down. The only things we know is we need to find the Thane. And they've got a conch, and we need to get that shell. And outside of that, we're flying in the dark. Other than as soon as dawn breaks, we should be looking out for stuff flying overhead, because that was a big warning we got from the people of Slatefell. Giant birds. What do you mean? We were warned that there are these large birds that sail over the land outside here, and that they come down and they attack people. What do you mean? Giant birds that grab and attack people? Oh my god. If need be, I can go back to bird form and take a little look around. By the hammer of Morden. Gee whiz. I feel like bird form would be probably more dangerous with giant birds in the sky looking for food. (laughs) But I appreciate the thought. Why didn't you guys tell us this earlier? Things got kind of hairy. What else happened yesterday? What else could have happened yesterday that came up? I'm teasing. It's a joke. You all had your reasons to not tell Dorn and I. Maybe that's the other reason why they had the big chains over top of the the, uh, city. What are they called? Chains? Rocks. (laughs) What are the birds called? Yeah. You're not going to believe this, Dorn. The birds are called rocks, but they fly. And like, I I get that might be a leap for you. Rocks? Can I roll stone cunning? <laughs> You're kidding me. No, they're... Rocks, yeah. They're called rocks. I think it's a mistranslation of a rook. Rocks? All right, so now it makes more sense. Okay, so now we need to watch for stone giants and for these flying things called rocks. Do they work for the giants or do they just happen to be, uh, you know, eating things our size? I don't know. These giants are certainly more sophisticated than the hill giants we fought at Gredhog. They're they're sophisticated, but also racist as all hell. Oh, I'm not. Sa- yeah, yeah. I'm just saying maybe more more cunning, more shrewd, a little bit less simplistic. I'm I'm a little more worried about their ability to do things like forge alliances with giant hungry birds compared yeah, true. to not. Was what I, I wonder write. if their racism is is just bound to other giants and humanoids. Or also extends to things in the sky, too. Who knows? Maybe they're chucking boulders at these guys as they fly by as well. The other thing we got warned about is barbarians. Oh. Yes, those are also out here, but I think... Somehow that's less surprising. I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to guess Uthgard of some variety, just Gesundheit. given the, the... The fact that you know that name? That, that, this, could be, this could be it. it. It may be a thing I've studied a lot, and that's my own bias. I don't know that. 
We're going to have to see when we get there. I thank you for... Well, Doran, you grew up in these hills. You must have run into barbarians all the time. Well, yeah, but I mean... And, and, and these rocks, actually. Are, are these common for this area? Uh, no, well, not not from where I am. I'm I'm very far south of here. And I uh, like I said, I've never been up to Deadstone Cleft. I think it might be something to do with... Didn't the... you come to Deadstone Cleft with your brothers no. and lose one in the yeah, basement? Yeah, that was his... No, it was a different, different area. But thanks for bringing that up, Jack. No problem. <laughs> All right, so... Giant birds, and then what? So are we just going to walk straight into the stone the stone giant thing? Well, that's the question. I mean, look, these stone giants can meld with stone, meaning they don't technically need doors, right? So it's possible, as weird as it sounds, that they don't even have an entrance. Well, they do have these some doors described by the scout who saw it. Big, giant-sized doors to get in the mountain. There is oh, some more information that we didn't have. Okay, so they have doors. Uh, well, that's good to know. Is there anything else you guys want to tell us <laughs> before we continue this conversation? And <laughs> I'm a stone giant, actually. I did. I, I've been trying <laughs> oh, holding that on for God. a long time. Uh -huh. Yeah, we had this conversation last night. I didn't mean to keep a secret from yeah, you. Sorry. I didn't want to say anything, but the xenophobia kind of has come through in many ways. <laughs> hey, and now, hold on. Elves being better and all, you know. Well, just because they are. It. <laughs> He's half elf, half stone giant. <laughs> <laughs> if they have doors, then we have a way in. Uh, I suppose the next biggest obstacle till we get there are the barbarians in the rocks. Uh, so... Jack, you're the barbarian expert. Is there anything we should do to avoid them? Or, I don't know. I mean, it, it's the the we're gonna have to wait till we get a, a glimpse of them to see what we can deduce. I think there's there's a variety of cultures and ways of being and going about life. We we might be able to make a deal. They might be entirely antagonistic. But hold on a second. They could be werewolves. Who knows what we're gonna come across? No, wait a minute. I have to ask you something here. If the stone giants are attacking everybody, why wouldn't they be attacking the barbarians as well? I mean, would it make sense for barbarians to even live this close to the stone giant Thane? Jack starts going through his acronym to go through the different tribes and lands on one or two and says, <laughs> Yeah, true. Like a bed mass thing? He does have a bed mass thing. B-B-B-E-G-G-G-R-S-T-T. -G -G of course. And he's counting through them and is like, Okay, well, some of them might be nihilistic enough to get along with the stone giants. I think there's a, uh. a few tribes that, that could probably get in there. I mean, we've already seen the Sky Pony and the Great Worm. And the gray wolf just on the outside of things. That's right. Jack, if you would like to make a history check, I can give you a little bit more information. I'd love to. 27, as Jack mm, goes through yeah. his acronym mm. on all the different Uthgard tribes he knows. As you go through your acronym about what you know of, of Uthgard barbarians, a salient detail uh, sticks out in your mind, and that is the belief that civilization is a blight on the land this seems to really be in line with the xenophobic nature of the stone giants and it clicks in your mind that geographically and ideologically the blue bear tribe of Uthgard barbarians would be a great match for this clan of stone giants yeah it's the third b the the blue bear tribe they're particularly is that the second and third bee or just the third no no it's just the third bee the second bee is the black raven and the first bee is the black lion uh, followed by elk gray wolf what are you talking worm. about bees for Jack's just talking to himself about bees a lot I heard blueberries no so, sorry the blue bear tribe I think it's the blue bear tribe based on what they said bears blue ones big cave bears not to be fucked with finally animal friendship's gonna come in handy <laughs> Mari, what's the whatever the biggest bear you can think of? 
bigger than that. And that's the like totem of these people. I don't know. I can think of some pretty big bears. I don't want to get into a test your imagination contest against the blue bear tribe when it gets there. That's all I'm saying. Back in Mastica, we had green bears. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say, Jack, it sounds absurd, but I do believe you. <laughs> 100%. Okay, so is there anything we need to do to avoid the blue bear tribe or the rocks? My fear is they could be in cahoots. If they both have that same kind of anti-civilization, burn it all down kind of vibe, hmm. I could see their worldviews lining up enough that between the savageness of the frontier, the savageness of the stone giants, and the cunning of these blue bears to wreck anything that tries to build, we might be in real trouble here. So if you're saying they're in cahoots, why don't we just... Avoid going to cahoots. No, 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 Doran. It means they work together. <laughs> but isn't it possible then no. that, especially if the stone giant's place has a door, maybe they're even sleeping together? Not in that way. Maybe in that way. But like breeding? In the same vicinity. Little cahoots? Bears? Giant stone bears. I mean, there's there's two things. There's two pieces here that are, are, are interesting because it could indicate a vulnerability to the, the strength of the stone giants if we're able to put a fracture between whatever alliance they may or may not have if we discover they have one maybe we can get them fighting each other somehow hey I like that the diplomatic angle we just gotta learn a little more about them I guess we'll know when we see the first giant stone blue bear just how right you are. As long as we don't run into any rocks first. Regardless, I'm going to keep my eyes on the skies. I I'll be the watcher in the skies for these rocks, both the, the ones being thrown and the ones that are giant and flying and will pick us up. Then I'll keep my eyes on the ground and on the land for any signs of barbarians. Right. And what are you two doing? We'll keep our eyes on the prize ah. is what we're going to do. Right, Mari? Maybe the prize is in cahoots. <laughs> <laughs> Deadstone cleft colon cahoots. <laughs> you find the wide river and follow it upstream north and east. The clear, shallow water has smoothed the rocks to flat round river pebbles, and the sound of it rushing along with gravity is peaceful. As you move into the land carved by the river, the shoulders of a canyon system grow up around you. Fog curls and wisps along the ground thickening the farther you travel into the canyon. Though the sun is surely above the horizon, the walls of the canyon perpetuate the eerie dawn grayness. And as the walls of the canyon gradually narrow, the foggy shroud changes to moving clouds of billowing mist, and a cold wind passes through the rocks, creating a low whistling moan. Can I use shape water to sort of like cut down on the opacity of water? Can I use it to cut down on the mist around us? Possibly. Ooh. Is that a described? Yeah, you can, you can change the water's color or opacity. Mm. This change lasts for one hour within a five foot cube, but I can sort of, I guess if we're moving, I can kind of just keep building it when we need, when we need yeah, to see. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like directly ahead of you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Mari, you can use your cantrip. So I have 30 foot range, so yeah. To, it's like you have little headlights, basically. <laughs> yeah, so that wow. if they're, if they're doing that, then she's sort of trying to keep the space around them so that if there's any sort of like physical obstacles coming up, that at least people can see. And it's not like, here's the edge of another smaller cliff. 
Around you in the walls of the canyon, you begin to pick out strange shapes protruding from the rock. Statues that resemble stone giant bodies. Torsos far above you and limbs and heads emerging from the stone as if it were once as penetrable as water. The towering faces that you distinguish wear peaceful, watchful expressions. So Mari picks up a tiny pebble and she's like, I can only do this once. But she takes a small piece of rock and it turns to mud in her hands and sifts to the ground. You can only do it once? I have a... You just did it right now? Oh, I, Mari, why'd you do it now? Snow. What the hell's wrong with you? I was just going to say. I'm just doing this for, for, for demonstration. A tiny pebble. Guys, but, uh, watch this. She's like, but if we need Not it, cool? if we need <laughs> to take out some sort of stone or if there's something we need to destroy or if there's a pile of rocks or if we need to open a door, I can do it, but I can only do it once. So you could turn stone to mud? Yeah. Cool. Now, can you turn a whole giant to mud? Bad. Well, that would just be a mud giant. That's well, not bad. <laughs> they actually have a higher CR than stone giant. But I mean, then we'd at least be able to, like, you know, wash it away. So you can turn stone to mud. And Jack, you can move earth. So maybe it's possible between the two of you we could, you know, cut a hole in the wall somewhere. Yeah, if we really needed to. Or chop up a giant into little tiny pieces. Also, you guys have fucking dynamite. Oh, yeah. We do have some unstable dynamite. It's true. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So red sort of crouches on the edge of this giant valley type thing and he sort of just scans the horizon can i do a perception check that's going to be a what do your cat fox eyes perceive thank you for being specific 18 yeah red these giants that are protruding from the rock here they look very realistic Probably not sculptures. Oh, those stone giants up ahead that are made of stone probably aren't made of stone. Oh. I don't think they're statues. I, I think they might be real, real giants. Whoa. Oh. Oh. oh, shit. Let's just take a second here and watch. See if there's any movements are coming and going. And Red sort of finds a comfortable tree and sort of pads around a little bit and leans against it. Yeah. And sort of gestures for everybody to come over, almost to make like a temporary camp. Yeah. Mm. And Doran, kind of on his hands and knees, crawls past you. And there's this perfect little, like, hilltop right there at the edge of the trees where you look down. And, yeah, and, and Red inches a little past you and just gets a little closer. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the perfect and then, spot. And then Doran climbs just a little bit closer, like just an Red inch stops in front of Red. No, it's, I'm, I'm, this is me. No, I know, I know. While they're taking a moment, I might take the 10 minutes to create a little white tiny hut to let us blend in and be safe from attacks from above while we scope out the okay, place. Okay, And just kind of sit under the tree. Fine, Doran, you watch. And Red heads back to Mari and he's like, how you doing, Mari? You seem quiet. I mean, this is this is a lot bigger than anything I've ever seen before. And there's there's, those are just, it's huge. It's huge. Everything is big, but... I don't know. I guess all we can do is keep moving forward and keep fighting and try not to get crushed by a whole bunch of giant boulders and or be eaten by birds or crushed by a giant huge bear man who are also blue. You've been spending too much time with Jack. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, yeah. Listen, all those terrible things that he always worries about, that he drops at a hat, 
That's just because his brain is so full of knowledge. And also bugs, that one time. Yeah, that was more of his stomach, and he deserved that a little bit. <laughs> we call that levity. It's a bad day. And Doran's kind of picking something out of his teeth. And he goes, yeah, and you think everybody, everything's big right now. I mean, try being a dwarf. I grew up, everything's big around me, so... I mean, this is just even bigger. Look, Mari, just, you know, Jack is smart in the ways he worries. Uh, but at the same time, don't let that bog you down, you know? All of those things that are, are, are going to be coming for us, we got to be tough. But yeah, she uh, casts, uh, there's, a, there's a spell she can use that can check the weather for the next 24 hours, just as the, as the winter is starting to settle in. It's an iPhone app. Yeah, yeah, she's, she <laughs> pops her phone out and she starts swishing through it. She's playing, she's playing like a solitaire on it. That's why I've been quiet. She's, I've, been, I've been texting this whole time. What the hell um, is Angry Birds? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but uh, whatever the weather is, Joe, that's your call. God, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Um, don't don't answer her. Yeah. That will end Mari's arc. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're there. God, it's you're there. <laughs> Weather's gonna be clear for 24 hours. Sweet. It creates this um, shimmering blue orb that she then sort of like swishes away, and she sort of pulls her shoulders back and just gives Red a little smile. All right. I trust you guys. I, I have no idea what you just did, but cool. I guess. From, like, Red's perspective, you stood there and, like, did something, and then this, like, blue orb appeared, and then you smiled at him. It's <laughs> like, cool. What did you just do? I love Mari. Did you cast a spell on me? Because you told yeah. us meta, but I, I, I imagine Mari just being like, okay, and there. My comfort thing is <laughs> check like the weather. Yeah. And then you're like, I trust you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, Whatever. did you just send out a tweet? <laughs> you know what, Mari? I trust you, too. Uh, yeah. Look, we got to work together. That's how we failed at this thing before. And that's what Doran told you the other night. And I'm sure that rattled you. But that's right. I think hubris was a really important lesson there. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to go with the Deadstone Clef name. I was feeling very mm. hubritic. Yeah, that's why we're the defeaters of the Midnight Carnival. TM. I just, I'm, I'm a little worried. Not because I don't think that any of us are able to handle this. I'm pretty... Uh, Damp, and to for lack of a better word. <laughs> hey, you're not damp. You're moist, and that's a good thing. <laughs> you're gooey. Moist cake, moist shoes. Like a, <laughs> da, shoes. But but is that really it? You seem like. I mean, look, we're gonna tackle any number of things thrown our way, but I don't know. Ever since last night, we haven't had much time since the defeating of the Midnight Carnival, but. She sits up a little bit more. She'd kind of been leaning back and she's like, part of the reason why I left my hometown is because there was an accident with my two closest friends and they were out on the water. They were out on a boat and I was on the shore. And when the weather started getting bad, normally I'd be out there with them, but this time I wasn't. And I tried to help. I tried to use magic to help them. And normally the water is my friend and the water is something that I'm able to work with and something that's good and something that I can use, but it backfired. It backfired completely. And I don't know what happened, but everything that I thought I knew how to do, it, it just broke in my hands and the water went out of control and it killed them. Wow. And now I'm kind of worried 
that I might have to watch another friend die again. And I'm a little, I'm a little nervous to put it lightly. Why did the water go out of control? Because I tried to control it to calm the water down, and I don't know what happened. It's like, normally, the the magic is there. It's in my hands, and I can feel it, and I can feel it everywhere around me. But it was... It just spiraled out. The, uh, what I tried to do was outside of my control. It was too strong and too big, and the spell backfired. And all it did was make everything worse, and it destroyed the boat... And there was nothing I could do. What would have happened if you did nothing? I don't know. Well, that's exactly it, Mari. Look, you're beating yourself up for, for stepping in and, and trying to control something and, and feeling like you failed, but but you don't know that. For all you know, you, you gave them a slightly bigger fighting chance. There might have been no chance had you done nothing. We don't know these things. There's no sense in beating yourself up over something that you have no way of knowing. And hell, maybe one day if you do get to find out if there are gods and you can ask them, that you can see if if your intervention changed anything. But there's no sense in beating yourself up over something because your intentions were pure. You reached out to try and help, right? Yeah, I, that's all I wanted to do. And And sometimes that's all you can do. If you tried with your heart to help then be damned the consequences. In the end, you know how many times we've tried to help a small town and sometimes, yes, sometimes it goes sideways. Hell, and Red points to Jack. Jack, with burning passion, torched some hunt lords. It, were his intentions pure? Absolutely. But how did that turn out for us? It was not great. Doran, he was confronted by the Jalanthar dwarves and he was asked to sign something and, and he, he tore it up and, and... I mean, come on. But his intentions were pure. Even me, myself, I tried to protect Doran, even though I was ordered to assassinate him, and then yeah. that turned around on us as well. Look, there you go. We've all failed, but the important thing is we were trying to do what was right, and you were trying to do what was right. Yeah. I feel pretty shitty about what's happened in the past, and there's no escaping it either. But I'll tell you what. If I was in the boat, I would have been glad that at least you tried. Me too! Could you imagine if our friend just stood there letting the waves crash and sink us? You're trying, and as long as you try with us, as long as you attempt to help and save us if the same situation came up, then we know that you'd be doing the right thing, and that's the best you can do sometimes. You know that day in the sewers when Jack nearly drowned? Hmm. When... He hauled you out of the water. I had this horrible moment that this whole thing was happening again. That I would meet up every time I would meet up with people now, I would just doom them to die in the water. But you know, he survived for better or for worse. I mean, if we wanted a safe and simple life, none of us would be sitting here under this tree looking over at Deadstone Cleft and thinking that's where we're headed. Yeah, it's true. You know what, Jack? I fucking love you, man. I love you too, Doran. And I fucking love you, man. And he points to Red. I love you too, Doran. And I fucking love you, man. And he points to Mari. You know, I just... And I fucking love you, man. And he points <laughs> up at the sky. <laughs> Mari just awkwardly... <laughs> message has been seen. Check mark. 
<laughs> Sorry, Doran. I'm leaving you on red on this one. All right. <laughs> she loves you too, Doran. Don't worry about it. No. I'll leave you on red. It's I like replaced that. replaced Rob as a name. But look, Jack's right. Look, we're here because we want to be here because we have to be here. And, and more importantly, there are people back there at Slate Fell dying for us to be here. So, And Red stands up and dusts off his pants. I think it's time we... Red, as you stand up, you immediately perceive that there is someone walking towards your group. No, never mind. We're dead. They are still probably 100 feet, maybe more, away. But if you don't act fast, you are going to be seen. Everybody into the hut! And Red just pushes everyone into the hut. Yeah, we all sort of tumble in. Mm -hmm. There's someone coming. Does this thing block sound as well? Yeah, it does. Doesn't it? I'm not asking you. Uh... It's just that things can't get in and spells can't get in. Okay, everyone shut up! And Red puts his hand over Doran's mouth. Mm-hmm. As you watch a human barbarian draped in furs with blue paint on his face walks towards you along the riverbank. And as he gets closer, you see that hanging from his belt are two human heads and one dwarf head that's strung by his beard. His axe is slung across his back. He's got broad shoulders and he walks confidently towards Deadstone Cleft. And after about a minute, he disappears upstream. Doran's face goes furiously red. I don't know, but he's not friendship. I'm guessing that was one of the barbarians, and frankly, Jack, they don't look like they want diplomacy. I don't think I want to wait for that guy to get down the hill. Doran kind of stands up, ready to leave Lamin's tiny head. Uh, Doran, no. I see that look in your eye. We're in reconnaissance mode. Just watch. And Red, sort of with a hand on Doran's chest, holding him back a little bit, watches what the guy does because we're and this is true like we're in recon mode now yes we just need to watch see what kind of special knock he fucking does Doran yes. like turns away from him and kind of paces just a few steps in the hut not enough to make any noise but just and red will study and, and watch exactly what this guy does mm-hmm. yeah you watch this man as he walks up river and he gets to a place where he might leave your line of view. It's time. Let's do this. Are we following him? Yes. Let's do it. All right. And Red steps out and quietly begins to follow the man. We're all kind of in tow. Staying a couple hundred feet behind the barbarian, the four of you move through this canyon and you come to the end of the ravine. You take in several openings that dot the canyon walls, three distinct cave mouths, one in the west side of the river, into which the barbarian moves, and two on the east side. Overlooking these, a giant bird's nest sits atop a 60-foot-tall promontory, and you hear a low, echoing caw come from the top of it. A giant, moss-covered log spans the river ahead of you, and the snow underfoot gives way to barren gray rock. Heroes, welcome to Deadstone Cleft.
once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Adam Fry, Amanda Kitchener, Amy Garza, Anne, Cecil Lee Wilson, Jerry Rose Anderson, Christopher, Colin Burkhart, Crow, Cypress Key, Cytosine, DS, Danny, Default Trauma, Dippity, Elizabeth H, Emma, Ghost, Haley, Harper the Marks, Heather Nichols, JD, Joy Robinson, KR, KM, Cade, Kirsten Wolf, Lasagna, Last Ruth on the left, Leader J, Lizzie Demon, Lorelai Feldman, Matilda Rushing, Marie, Melinda Curley, Mills, Melissa, Merlin, Nimble Dingo, Regan, Ren, Ruth Ann Reed, Scotty, Sky, S-Ray 96, Terra Bite, Tony Pepperoni, Xander Morning Dove, and Zach House. Woo! Bark, 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 bark. Woof, 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 woof. Woof, woof, bark, 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 bark. Very cool. That's the, the here we are. That's, That's it. it. We did it. We did Great it. job. That we was easy. It. There we are. You've done it. Fuck it. Let's oh. take a rest for two weeks. We'll and get back to the it. The conch is right there. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. Oh my god. Look at that. Air in the water. It's, this guy's just it's kicking underneath the, conch the body like a of piggy. Ball. Oh my god. That's all I had to do. It's like they have no idea. Use my own weakness against me. It's like in the water. They don't even realize it's special. It's like oh, it's right here under the bridge. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.